you nostalgic shadowcasters. Welcome to 9021. Here we go. The podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 novice and the other is a 9021 expert. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning, and I've seen them all. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Other shows on the network include Comic Book Coffee Break, where two friends sit back and take a deep dive into comic books past and present. Radio 64, featuring video game music remix radio. Three Nice Things, where we force ourselves to say three nice things about a movie with a bad and often earned reputation. That show's about to come back from a hiatus, so I'm looking forward to uh, a new episode of Three Nice Things. Me too. And... Previously on X-Men, where we look back on X-Men comics, movies, shows, characters, and more. Comic Book Coffee Break has been getting me through my workouts lately. Oh, has uh, it? Yeah, I turn down the volume on my workout, and I uh-huh. put on Comic Book Coffee Break. It gets nice. me through. Get, it's keep... a YouTube show. Yes, It's a little yes. different from the other shows. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's really good. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod, and please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. This week, we're discussing episodes 313, Rubble with a Cause, and 314, Wild Horses. <laughs> oh, those wild horses. They're wild. You know that Rolling Stones <laughs> song, Wild Horses? Probably. It's good. It's one of their slow jams. Okay. I've probably heard it. My husband's like a big Rolling Stones fan. So. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Shall we get into the West Beverly Blaze? I think we should. I'm an investigative reporter for the West Beverly newspaper. These episodes originally aired November 11th and 18th of 1992. Uh, November 3rd, Carol Mosley Braun was elected to the Senate. She is kind of a powerhouse. Are you ready for all these firsts? Yeah. She is the, the first female African-American U.S. Senator in history. In 1992? Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> the first African-American U.S. Senator from the Democratic Party. In the... 1992? <laughs> yeah. The first woman to defeat an incumbent U.S. Senator in an election. The first female U.S. Senator from Illinois. uh, And she was the only female U.S. Senator from Illinois in history until Tammy Duckworth became a U.S. Senator in 2017. So she she held that for a long time. Seriously. And then in 1999, she was appointed as ambassador to New Zealand and Samoa. That, I mean, that's a lot of... That's a lot of firsts in there. How is this not a how is this not a figure that we know more about? I know. Like, how why, have I never heard her name why before? Why am I learning this on 9021 here we go? I you guess, heard it you I heard guess, it here first. I guess so. Breaking <laughs> we, news. We're bringing we're bringing all the news, not just 90210. I mean, that's news. incredible. That all is. of that, that 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 blows my mind. That's a big deal. It really does. And plus ambassador to New Zealand. I mean, that's the dream. Sure. That's cake. If yeah, I that's could great. if I could be ambassador to New Zealand. Yeah. And I'm sure Samoa is lovely as well. Yeah. So pretty good, pretty good gigs all around. Pretty good. November 11th, the Church of England approves the ordination of female priests for the first time. So big, In big year. <laughs> big year for women, 1992. Okay. Not the year we normally hear. Luckily, but, uh, everything changed after that, right? Yeah. It's just yeah. Been it was smooth, smooth sailing. <laughs> smooth sailing. Here on out. Oh, good. November 12th, the popular Britcom, absolutely famous, debuts on the BBC. Fabulous. Fabulous. What did I say? Famous? Yeah, Yeah, you said famous. Oh, sorry. Have you seen this show? Just, you know, just clips and highlights. I've never sat down and watched it. Pretty funny stuff, though. November 18th, the Spike Lee film Malcolm X starring Denzel Washington and Angela Bassett is released. I've never Hmm. seen that either. Oh, I haven't. 
But Denzel, I mean, can't go right? wrong. I know, and Angela Bassett. I love Angela yeah, Bassett. Can't go wrong with either of those. No. And uh, November 23rd, the world was never the same. Miley Cyrus is born. Oh, my gosh. Wow. It's a party in the okay. USA. Yeah, you know, I, I've learned a lot today. Let me tell you what. <laughs> All right. Well, take us beyond the zip code. Okay. In today's episode, we bid a fond farewell to Corey Tyler, making his final appearance as Herbert Little. Little. Is that surprising to you? Because it doesn't really wrap up, does it? No. But anyway, this is Corey Tyler's final appearance as recurring character Herbert Little, uh, leaving Dana Barron's Nikki as the last freshman buddy standing. Right? <laughs> Poor Herbert. Anyway, he had a rough go of it freshman year. <laughs> yeah, it was not a good, not a good draw. Anyway, Corey Tyler, prior to his work on 90210, he portrayed the character of Terrence Taylor on the groundbreaking sitcom A Different World, and he'd go on to appear in shows like Sister Sister, Moesha, Nightman, and Criminal Minds. I love Sister Sister. I know, I like Sister Sister. I used to watch that show all the time. Yeah, me too. It's so good. Very funny. So good. All right, well, should we uh, check out who's living in Beverly Hills? First episode, Rebel with a Cause. So look out, James Dean. Look out. Our synopsis is, things are heating up for Steve as the cops and the school administration begin to close in on the hackers. I'm putting air quotations around the hackers. hackers. To make matters worse, Janitor, is it Hudge? Hutch? You know, it's been... It's been credited a couple different ways, okay? Because it, it once once said nudge. It listed him as nudge with an N. Huh. And then it said Hudge. And I think his name is actually, like, Hutchings? Yeah. on I, It says on his shirt this time, Hutchings. Hutchings. Or something okay. like that. Whatever. The credits, the credits are listing him as Hudge. And that is what Steve calls him. Hmm. Steve okay. calls him Hudge. I don't know if it's like a nickname. But anyway, anyway. Anyway, Janitor Hudge ups his extortion racket. Meanwhile, Brenda and Dylan embrace their breakup when each has a date with their secret summer flings, only to find they made reservations at the same restaurant. At the Walshom. <laughs> at the Walshom, Cindy is a little uncomfortable with Jim's new secretary. All right. Okay. Well, this episode was included in Mel Gildan's novelization senior year. And this is a real plea from uh, the creative forces behind Tonight Two and Here We Go. The last two episodes or the last two novelizations in this run are impossible to get a hold of. They are so if you find a used copy, they are so expensive. So huh. like, the demand for these. If anybody has copies of uh, I think it's graduation day and college bound that you'd love to share with your friends here at 902 and here we go hit us up on twitter because i want to read them and i have not been able to get a hold of them but uh this episode is included in senior year it was directed by david Addius and written by star froman dean kane i'm sad to say makes his final of four appearances as rick here in beverly hills 90210 but uh fear not dean kane lois and clark is but around the corner for you my man <laughs> Paula Tricky is making her first of two appearances as Dottie, Jim's secretary. She is best known for her role as Officer Corey McNamara on Pacific Blue, a role she played in over 100 episodes. Wow. Recurring players Denise Dows, Corey Tyler, and Jeff Doucette return as Miss Teasley, Herbert Little, Little and Janitor Hudge, Hutchings, Hutchinson. I'm probably Hudge. just going to call him the janitor, honestly. Huggy that's, Bear. Okay. That, that's how I wrote it down in my notes. So. Okay. All right, should we get into the episode? 
I would love it if we did, yeah. Rebel with a cause. We start at school. The first thing I wrote was, whoa, sexy Brenda. They have vavoomed her in this they episode. They really her have, hair yeah. is like whoosh, yeah. and she's yeah. wearing this like corset kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. I mean, she looked very nice, but was I was like, she came Certainly around the corner was, yeah. and I was like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, Donna and Brenda are talking about the computer and the hacking and everything that's going on. Um, and Brenda also mentions that she has a date with Rick. Donna mm-hmm. throughout the episode does not approve no. of this. Very Her soon. going right from Dylan to Rick. It's so. very soon. David is worrying about getting a slot for Battle of the Bands. They yes. make a Star Trek joke in here. Did you catch it? I just wrote Star yes. Trek joke. Yes, Do you remember they what did. they said? Uh, it was something about Scotty and and beaming him up to like a I don't know it was a whole it was Dylan Dylan did like a whole beam me up Scotty joke yes yes he did weird I'll take it yeah Yeah. (laughs) um but yeah so Steve is trying to convince him it's gonna be fine you're gonna get into Battle of the Bands Herbert is very worried about everything because police are at the school he's really freaking out but Steve is like it's fine they're not gonna catch us you need to just be calm. You need to calm down and not yeah. tell anyone anything. Mm-hmm. Brandon uh, gives Dylan an article about a kid in a different school. There was like an article written about they thought he cheated and they like his same situation yeah. about the yeah. SATs. We're still dealing mm-hmm. with this SAT. Oh, yes. Thing. Um, so but he- <laughs> we're not dealing with Dylan's cough, nor are we seeing Dylan clean up the ocean. So yeah. I really don't know what that was about <laughs> in that episode. We just assume he's uh, yeah. cleaning up the ocean. It cracked me up when in they were talking time. about this story when uh, Andrea's talking to Brandon. She's like, this is award winning journalism. And I'm like, what? What like high school journalism award is she vying for? And is it, and is it competitive is my question. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Trouble. I, just I don't, don't know. know. I mean, in Gilmore, anyway. in Gilmore Girls, they were always doing journalism competition oh, okay. stuff. So. Sure. All right. Who knows? She just, she just acts like they're, they're going to win the Pulitzer Prize. Yeah, she does. By breaking this thing. I also don't understand why they are so adamant about like finding out who this was. Because honestly, it doesn't seem like a huge deal to me. Someone broke no. in to try to like change their grades. Because they're like, we, the police are going to keep going until they make an arrest. And I just feel like, is this an arrest situation? You know, they like, keep saying you... it's against the law and they could get jail time. So I know that's what, but I just don't understand. Like, what are you in for? Oh yeah, I, I tried to change my history grade from a C <laughs> to a B. <laughs> I don't know. I was young and foolish. <laughs> I, you know what? We were just watching Nobody The Simpsons. Nobody <laughs> knows the trouble I've seen. <laughs> I was just watching The Simpsons, and it was the one where Homer goes to college, and he. Okay. Uh, has a, a geeky guy hack in and change his grade to an A plus, and I was like, "This just happened." I hope on nine hundred two one zero is serving a life sentence behind bars. Speaking of the Simpsons, okay, this might be a good place to mention this. Let's um, do it. I was watching The Simpsons, and it okay. is the episode. It was the season finale of season three where Krusty okay. gets canceled, and then he brings in all these celebrities to do this like comeback show. And you find out that Luke Perry is his half brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then that. he keeps like shooting Luke Perry out of a cannon. It was yeah. so funny. And I mean, it's like actually Luke Perry. Yeah, Luke Perry's voice. voice there. Yeah. Oh my yeah. word, it was so funny. He was like, "Come on, let me be in the show. Do it for mom." 
because <laughs> they're they're half brothers. They're half brothers, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So funny. Totally anyway, moving on. Speaking of uh, Luke Perry, he uh, Dylan and Kelly are talking, and she she yeah. feels really paranoid about like they need to tell Brenda, they need to get yeah. it out there because they're dating now. Yeah. But Dylan disagrees. He thinks that yeah. they they shouldn't have to hide. They shouldn't need Brenda's permission. Um, yeah. You know, they should be able to do their own thing. Then they do kiss right there at school yeah. where anyone yeah. could see them. Anyone so, could see them. I mean, I have, I have two two comments on this. First, I absolutely hate Kelly's baby voice. Do you know what I mean? Like when no. she's being all like, oh, Dylan, I just don't know. what <laughs> she, she does this thing and she does it throughout the series i've never like even noticed that when she's being like i'm insecure and tender and cute she has this like baby voice that she does it just makes me crazy <laughs> okay, I'll listen not unlike it. not unlike steve's i'm hurt and wounded like kelly <laughs> I, I love you <laughs> voice oh, it's not unlike that it's a similar situation <laughs> i don't like either one of them all right here's the thing i am very on the fence about whether or not they need to tell brenda that they had a little fling over the summer I think they do. You think that they do? Yes. And honestly, think, once we get okay. there, I'm really shocked she doesn't put two and two together. Me herself. too. I, I am. I because I mean they have they have there's a whole debate about whether they need to tell Brenda or not. And I think absolutely there needs to be some sort of conversation before they just start making out in school. So Brenda's just gonna walk around the corner and see them making out. I mean they just they owe her that bit of respect, like because of their relationship that they have with her. I mean, if I guess if they don't care about Brenda or care about having any kind of relationship with her or her feelings, then like, you know, do whatever you want. But I was sort of wondering in my in my own mind if telling her about what happened over the summer would actually help the situation at all or if it would just make her feel worse and them feel better. That's there's that's a where point there's a point in this episode where I think it was the ideal time to tell. So okay. when we when all we right, get there, I'll okay, mention okay. that. But all right. Okay, right. so then we're in the blaze. Andrea, if you'll recall, has been hit by a car. So she yes. is in a wheelchair. She's Her face sure is, is still bruised up. She's having a hard time navigating the blaze in her wheelchair. No Mr. Gill in this episode or no. the next episode. No. He's MIA these episodes. Um, it kind of makes sense story-wise after the whole thing with Sue that you wouldn't want to just like jump right back in with that character, you know? Yeah. So I think it makes sense that they're giving him a little uh, space. Yeah. Um, but this is when she mentions to Brandon that she she thinks this is the biggest story ever and he needs to do the story on the break-in. Yeah. <laughs> we will win all the awards. Yeah. A, a Lil Pulitzer. It's just L-I-L Pulitzer. <laughs> uh, and then we go to science class. Dylan and Brenda are still partners for this lab still that lab they're partners. doing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he forgot all the stuff he was supposed to bring. <laughs> all chemicals. That was his... Which also, let me just ask this though: Is it normal that you would be required to bring no. all necessary chemicals? Not to class? the chemicals, no. Okay, definitely not. Maybe like okay. if you were, I don't know, bringing it. Like she brought in radishes. Like if yeah. he was like bringing a vegetable. Bring, yeah, if he was bringing in like vinegar and baking powder, <laughs> baking soda, you know, then okay. But not all the chemicals. But no, no. She's like, "Where's the hydrochloric acid, you idiot?" Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and tensions are high. They they immediately yeah. start arguing about the SAT yeah. um, and snapping at each other. So, sure. yeah, it's uh, it's not fun for them to be partners anymore. 
No. In the hallway, Andrea is in the office talking to the police, and Steve and Brandon are kind of watching this go on. And then when she comes out, they want to know what she now knows. Um, And she doesn't know much. She knows the grades have been restored and that the police have promised there will be an arrest. Someone is going to jail. I just don't look. No property was damaged. Like, no irreparable damage was done. And they, they really are be, like... I mean, they should get in trouble at the school. Yes, sure. Yes. I don't... Yeah. I don't know that the police need to be involved. Except yeah, that it's a break-in. Unsa- I mean, it is a break-in. So, I don't Well, but, but they're saying maybe the person just, like, stayed at school. Mm. When the When the... I just don't... The police being involved to me makes no sense at all. It's but... a little over the top. But it's Beverly Hills. We don't live in Beverly Hills. Maybe that's how it is. You're right. We don't. We don't. Uh, And then Steve sees the janitor talking to the cops. Yep. Gets a little nervous. That's no good. Uh, Outside, still at school, Donna is still telling Brenda she thinks it's too soon for her to be going on a date. Kelly is uh, Team Rick, obviously, because oh, sure. she wants yeah. Brenda to move on it. as soon as possible. Go for it. Uh, Brenda says it's a relief to be with someone who's not brooding all the time. Mm-hmm. And Kelly's like, yeah, I bet that's great not to be with <laughs> Dylan anymore. Yeah. And Brenda also says that Dylan is free to date whoever he wants. Whoever he wants. Whoever. He could date anyone. Anyone. Any, a total stranger or her best friend. He can date anyone. <laughs> that <laughs> night at school, Steve and the janitor meet up. Mm-hmm. We learn that the janitor likes Madonna. He's reading a, yeah. an article about Madonna. Do you think he read Madonna's book, Sex? That Ma- just came you know, out I think that's ago. probably his favorite book. I think he probably would have sprung for it. Yeah, he's got all he's flush with cash. Yeah. Steve keeps giving him $100 <laughs> bills. Let me just tell you, too. A hundred dollar bill in 1992. That's a lot of. That's a lot of coin. That's a chunk of change. I mean, I would take it right now. I'm not yeah. saying it's oh. not right now, but I mean, in '92, I couldn't fathom <laughs> <laughs> having like a hundred dollars. You know, a hundred dollars in '92 was like what it cost to buy uh, like a Sega Genesis, and that to me was just like, well, why don't I just buy a mansion while yeah. I'm at it? You know. Um. So here's my issue with this whole thing because okay. he says. It's my word against yours. Like, they're not going to believe yes. you over me. But mm-hmm. I feel like if a student came and was like, hey, the janitor has been extorting me yeah. right. for money. He gave me yeah. this key. I feel yeah. like the janitor would be in trouble. Yeah, I, I do, too. I think the janitor's just manipulating him. I think if Steve was really thinking about this clearly, he could say, you know, he could cause a lot of trouble for this janitor. Especially when the guy, he says he's like a year away from getting his pension, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I really feel like if anyone has the upper hand here, it's Steve. Mm-hmm. Because if it comes out that Steve did this, definitely the blowback is going to be on that janitor who will lose his pension. So I think if anyone has, you know, a reason to... I think the janitor the should be blind, paying Steve. <laughs> seriously. Like, Honestly. Keep me out of this kid. Yeah. Yeah. Don't attach he my name. Because he's been supplying child. keys. He's been supplying keys for years to multiple oh, sure. students. Yeah. Anyway. I don't think anybody, I don't think, I don't think Miss Teasley would be like, not that man. Not yeah. that beautiful man, janitor nudge, hudge, hutching. He's so classy. 
He's got look at those pinups. Look at the women <laughs> pinned up in his office. How classy they are. No way would he accept money for keys. I don't. So yeah, so Steve gives him a hundred. They they call it good for the moment. Yeah, I know. Yeah, a C note at the at the Walsh home. Jim's secretary has been calling for him multiple times. Very eager. Finally, Jim walks in and they they have a talk and they've been playing phone tag with this new client and they finally got in touch with him and so she needed to tell him right then. Uh, Brandon says it's time to, he thinks it's time for him to think about a car phone. Yeah. This is the time of car phones. Oh, yeah. I, my great grandma had a car phone. It my was a bag. aunt had a car phone. It easily weighed 50 pounds. <laughs> And I thought was it like was so multiple dollars cool. per minute. Oh, I thought it was cool too. It was yeah. like because it was like embedded in it was either oh, yeah. embedded in the dashboard or yeah. in the the arm console. Yeah. But I just thought that was so cool to have a car, well, a phone in Leonard, the car. Leonard Nimoy had one in the '60s on the set of Star Trek. Wow. He wasn't allowed to have a phone in his dressing room. <laughs> Good old Leonard. These are the kind of things you learn here on of here and about that uh, senator who was the first yeah. everything. Yeah. In '92. <laughs> uh, so he says that this is the best secretary he's ever had. Her name is Dottie. Bar did, none. Did we Bar mention none. her in the? Did I miss did. it? Okay. Yes. Cool. She was in the show Pacific Blue for a hundred episodes. Oh yes, that's the one I said. Yes. Wow, a hundred episodes. Uh, wow. I remember now. Uh, the doorbell rings and it's Rick. More French accents between Rick and, and Brandon yeah. in this little yeah. moment. All better than Brenda's French accent, if yep. we're being honest. <laughs> Jim meets Rick and immediately loves him. Jim is in love with Rick. <laughs> he really is. He Rick brings he flowers him. for Brenda. He says he's taking an economics class. And then he's like, wait, you're that Jim Walsh that, that Jim wrote Walsh. that thing that I, yes. that I read? It I was brilliant. When, uh, I love when uh, we find out he's like an accountant nerd. And Brenda was like, I thought you were a writer. And he's like, yeah, I thought you were French. <laughs> uh, I like that little. Honestly, he could throw that at her for the rest of her life. I he think. really could. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Remember when you convinced me you were French? <laughs> yep. yep. All right. Next scene. So he, Rick and Brenda go on their date. Next scene is yes. at the planetarium. Kelly and Dylan are on a date. Honestly, I thought they were going to run into Rick and Brenda here. I was mm, like, Rick mm-hmm. and Brenda are going to walk in at any moment yeah. to this planetarium. Yeah. Yep. They're talking about a field trip that they went on in the seventh grade and uh, how Kelly sat next to this boy who didn't make a move and Dylan was watching this whole thing yeah. happen. So then the present the presentation starts. There's another Star Trek reference here. This is the this is the Scotty reference. Oh, you're right. So there you're was a different. Right, yeah. There were two Star Trek references. Two Star Trek, and I missed one. Oh my! I'm, I have like to apologize to our listeners. <laughs> You should. I can't you should it. apologize. You're right. This was the this was the one where he's like, Scotty, I can't do it. It was so funny. It made it me laugh. Because they talked about like, oh, what if we're stuck in a time warp and we're back at seventh grade? That's it. Yep. It was a it was a funny little bit. Good times. Yeah. And then she asks him if he has the guts to make a move. And he does. And they make out right there at the, in the Boy, planetarium. And they're they're not shy about it either. No. That's the thing. Definitely it's not, not a I, I feel mean, like least... if you're gonna make out yeah. somewhere though, the planetarium is a good place because everyone's seats are leaned back. So they're That's not true. watching you in front of yeah. them make out. They're looking up. Yeah. So Sure. Sure. I mean, if you'll recall from I wanna say season one where Dylan and Brenda were trying to like cool it off and do things besides making out and they go to like 
a uh, I want it was like a it was like a violin concert. Yes, Do you in like this? the smallest room, <laughs> a very small room, very well lit, and they are just like sucking face <laughs> in that room. So <laughs> this not, one, not the best place. This one, no, you could get away with it a little bit more, but I was still I was still surprised by the vigor at yeah. which they. <laughs> He's all in. And he is. He's all in. Yes. Next scene is at the Peach Pit, which is where Brenda and Rick went for their date. Rick says, this is our place. And she's like, "Eh, He is laying it on thick. I don't know that this is our place. Right. Because, you know, her brother works there. All her friends are always there. Then he says. It's a crazy thing for him to say. Because it would be one thing if that's where they ran into each other. You know, but it was just that random video store. If they ran into each other at the Peach Pit, then okay. But for him to like go to the place that she's been going every day of her life for the last two years and be like, this is our place. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good no, look. No. Then it's, he not says, a good, it's more awkward what than I, Dean Kane's Twitter feed. That's, that's yeah. how awkward that was. Um, I thought this next thing he says was a joke. But then later okay. on, they reference it. And it doesn't seem like he was joking. But he says something about like, oh, when you marry me and we have five children, yeah. we'll tell them about our place. Our place. I really thought he was kidding here. It sounds like a joke. I think that he's really wrapped up in the fact that they are like destined to be together because they ran into each other twice. Yeah. And and I think she was all into that when it was like this romantic thing. But now that they're like on a date at the Peach Pit and Dean Cain is giving her like the wide eyed look over milkshakes. I think she's kind of (laughs) like Donna and David come in. He's got plans. He does. Yes. Uh, and they meet Rick, and it is super awkward. <laughs> Which I didn't get this at all. I thought this was just like a poorly constructed scene because I don't see any reason why it would be awkward for no. them to run into Brenda and Rick at the Peach Pit, especially considering that Donna kind of knows Rick, and yeah. everybody knows that Brenda and Dylan are broken up. So that was, to me, a very manufactured moment yeah. where they're like, mm, I don't awkward. think it should have been mm. that awkward. No. Does David seem like he's mellowing out to you a little? I mean, besides when he's on stage. We have, yeah, we've been seeing like I think over the last year we've been seeing this like rejiggered personality for David where he's uh, he's much more like a cool cat, cool, suave, you know? chill. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes he pulls it off, other times not so much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so after this awkward encounter, they decide to leave and go to a different restaurant. Yes. Back at the planetarium, they uh, Dylan and Kelly are Ugh. sitting outside watching the city. This oh, is this where he scene. comes when he's so upset he can't see straight. This was terrible. I really, I hated this it was scene weird. so much. Kelly says something about you screw up and that's who people think you are. They, It's yeah. like they're having this deep conversation, but it's not that deep. No. I don't and know. And Dylan's... Whatever monologue Dylan delivers, it feels like they like stole it from some like Rogers and Hart reject. And Dylan is like auditioning for theater camp and just being like, you know, man, when the stars align, life kicks you while you're down, man, Kel. It's a very it was, cliche scene. It feels it cliche. Their dialogue it was feels cliche. Excruciating. Yeah. I hated it. So they start kissing again, but Donna thinks yeah. that they, or Donna, Kelly thinks that they should take it slow. I mean, Donna definitely slow. thinks they should take it slow, but Kelly yeah. thinks that they should take it slow, and Dylan disagrees. He's yeah. like, He's let's like, go for it, baby. We've known each other since kindergarten. We can't go any slower. And Kelly's like, I think we can. <laughs> I think we can. And so they also decide to go get some food. 
I yeah. wonder what will happen. I don't know. Back at the peach pit, Andrea oh, and Steve come in together. Full on the mouth. Does she? Yes. <laughs> I can't believe you missed it. I no, missed Steve, it. Steve wheels Andrea in, and that's like, hey, and leans down and just kisses her on the mouth. <laughs> well, they are in real life probably closer in age. That's true. So. <laughs> it's just so weird because he's a fully grown. That is so like, weird. I can't believe man, I missed and that. A teenager. Leans down and like kisses her on the lips. Crazy. That is so weird. Okay. So crazy and yet not out of character. That's no, the thing no. Yeah. That's the thing about Nat. Yeah. Steve thinks that she should offer a reward for any information about this car that hit her. Yeah. Um, and Andrea's like, well, that's what the school is doing. They're offering like what, two hundred fifty dollars for information about the break in. Um, and he, well, she also says they know it wasn't a break in, like it was yeah. someone who had a key. Yeah. Or stayed late. Yes. Yeah. Or stayed late. Then it's her- funny too, because Steve puts himself in such an awkward position where he's like, you got to do a reward. And then, and yeah. then she says the school, he's like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You should never do that. That's so dumb. Don't do that's that. That's dumb. You're dumb. Don't do that. Tell him not to do it. Herbert then comes in and he desperately wants to talk to Steve, but Steve yeah. is like, uh, no, we'll talk later. Be cool. Which it's is, fine. Is- Way more, I would be way more suspicious that Steve's not just like, hey, yeah, sorry, just give me a minute yeah. and then go and talk to her. But he's just like, we'll talk about it later. That thing. Not cool. Yeah, the thing, the aching Bray. <laughs> Back at home at the Walsh home, Jim's secretary called again and she. She wants him to come back to the office. She's been working really hard on this thing. He oh, yeah. might need to go back to the office to sign the papers since it's all finished now. But they ask her if she will swing by the house. And so she is going to come mm-hmm. by the house. Mm-hmm. Brandon thinks that she doesn't have a life. He thinks that's why she's working yeah. so hard. So, yeah. Back on the date with Dylan and Kelly. Dylan is eating dessert very seductively. and a seductive. <laughs> Moose eating, yes. <laughs> and convinces Kelly to eat some. She wasn't going to uh, yeah. because she's, you know, not eating dessert to watch her sure. weight, I assume. Yeah. But uh, he yep. convinces yep. her to eat some. And then they continue seductively eating cake. <laughs> yeah. Then they start making out at this restaurant. Yeah. And people around mm-hmm. them are, like, looking at them. Like, yeah. okay, maybe not in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, spend the night with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're yeah. going to do it. But guess, do it. She, but guess what, Nick? <laughs> Kelly's like, check, please. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Uh, but who do they run into, Nick? The cast of Three's Company. <laughs> Brenda and Rick come Brenda to the Rick. same re- of all the restaurants in all the towns. And let me tell you, it goes from zero to ugly in a matter of seconds. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> it's just like there's there's a moment of shock, and then Brenda's like, "Well, this makes sense from a big dumb whore like you." <laughs> she calls her a bimbo. She's like, "If you're trying to lose your bimbo image, this isn't yeah. gonna help." She, and, oh, I think it's I think it's later, but she says something just devastatingly mean to Kelly. I don't think it's right now. Okay. But, yeah. Well, they're having this exchange. Rick yeah. wants them to all sit down, talk it out. Yeah. Let you know he's like you guys are friends. We yeah. we need to talk this out. Yeah, it's like a lot, a lot of a lot of strong emotions here. Let's all just <laughs> sit down and get to the bottom of it. Like he's like their camp counselor yeah. all of a sudden. 
And so well, he is older moment, than them, so. Yes. In that moment, did you find that a charming, like mature feature of Rick? Or were you like, okay. I mean, it's more mature than, I don't know. If I was Rick, I don't know how I would react to the situation. Like yeah. meeting my date's recent ex who she broke up with for me. Like, I don't know. But I guess it's a mature reaction. I think that I would, I think that I would, if I were in his position, I would probably just be like, okay, well, we're going to go to our well, table goodbye. now. Just try yeah. to like move it, move it along. I think it's pretty presumptuous of him who doesn't really even know Brenda, let alone the other two or the situation for him to sort of be like, I'm the cool head here. Okay. Yeah. Let's all just uh, <laughs> listen to my motivational cassette tapes and we'll, so I didn't think it was a good look on Rick. Yeah. Uh, this is where Brenda says, I was always taught if it looks like a duck and walks mm-hmm. like a duck. Yeah. And uh, Kelly tells her to go to H-E double hockey sticks. <laughs> <laughs> she says it exactly like that. No, she You know, doesn't. it's funny. Sometimes, sometimes they're not afraid to say things, but other time Brenda, I don't know if it's this episode or the next, but Brenda's like, she's acting like a real you know what i'm like well you've called her <laughs> just two things. seconds ago you've said it right out so why are you hedging now it is funny like they must have some limit of like they must have some like swear limit and when they reach it they have to be like i'd like you know what i'm you know what i'm thinking <laughs> i'm not gonna say it but you know anyway they left the dessert also which i have a real problem with i mean i know they're in a hurry to like go and do it but like don't waste get a good dessert. To, get it to go box. Yeah. <laughs> it was a delicious chocolate dessert. Anyway. Back at the Walsh house, uh, Jim's secretary shows up. And of course, she is like drop dead gorgeous. Everyone is so taken aback by how she looks. Brandon says she looks like Cindy Crawford. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and she... he says, he says, oh, dad mentioned you, but he left out all the good parts. I'm like, what the <laughs> heck? <laughs> Uh, she keeps going on and on about how she's so thankful for this job. And sure. um, she's, you know, listing like I did this and I did this and this tomorrow. And she's she's on it. She's got yeah. everything covered. So act- yep. after she leaves, Jim's like, well, isn't she incredible? And Cindy's like, well, that's one word for it. Yeah. She's, she's very upset. She thinks that Dottie has the hots for Jim, which Brandon thinks is hilarious. That's a really good moment. Well, I, I think I think Cindy, I think everybody in this scene handles it really well. When Brandon says the thing to the secretary, uh, Cindy's like, if only we could get him to come out of his shell. Which I think it's really her delivery there is really good. But everybody in this scene is, is good. Yeah. Because, yeah, Cindy's really funny with the way that she's irritated about it. And you're right. When Jim says the thing about... Uh, Oh, that's ridiculous. And Brandon's like, seriously, why would she like this pile of sweaters? No way. Cindy really points funny. out that Jim changed clothes because he wasn't a robe. Now he's in regular clothes. He put on aftershave oh, for her yep. to come over. Yeah. Um, Jim says she sounds like a jealous housewife. And he reassures her that at work, he thinks about work and her. That's yep. all he thinks about. Not yep. thinking about Dottie at work. In Jim's defense, if I had somebody from work who was going to drop by my house, I would most definitely change my oh, clothes. Oh, yeah. I mean, that totally made no sense. No question. I wouldn't yeah. want a coworker to see me in a in my robe and pajamas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No way. No. Definitely change clothes. Later on, Rick drops Brenda off. I'm not sure if they stayed and had their dinner or not. Brenda talks about how she feels betrayed. Rick says she needs to forget about the past and look to the future. Yeah. She says, you sound like my father. (laughs) 
super yeah super is this sexy, where he I says guess. he's gonna he's gonna make her forget about dylan yes she's he says i'm gonna make mm, you forget him too soon too soon too soon ricky too soon just happened At Dylan's house, Kelly is mad at Dylan because she wanted to tell Brenda and get it all out there. And now they're in this pickle. Yeah. Dylan. Dylan says he's glad they went on this date. He's glad to be there with her. Um, She also Kelly is also upset because he made the point of telling Brenda like, hey, you broke up with me. And so that makes Kelly feel like she's just a rebound. Like he wouldn't really be with her. He would still be with brenda if she had and he clearly would that's the thing yeah you know kelly said it's a good line she said i just think i'm here because she's not yeah and it's sort of like "Mm, that's true a little true so you can't blame her i am a little frustrated with just how much dylan gets away with Mm -hmm. here yeah you know because kelly like we were talking about for the summer season the whole time dylan just kept over and over being like you don't want to be with me you don't want to be here kel and it's like you're the one with the attachment. You're the one. Like if you want to be with her, then do it. Mm-hmm. Don't like put it all on her. And he's just continuing to do that. Yeah. You know, it's it's really he's so glad that Brenda found out about it. And I'm like, well, why don't you just tell her then? Like, why didn't you do the right thing? It's just I feel like he's getting a major free pass and I don't really understand it. I agree. All right. So yeah, Kelly leaves. She's upset. She doesn't stay at Dylan's house. The next day at school, we start at the blaze. Andrea and Brandon are still talking about the break in and she sure. brings up that she's heard of a legacy key. Yes. Something she, called a legacy key. A legacy. Is key? it legacy key? Okay. <laughs> and Jay, she said Jay mentioned it. Hey, to her. call back. Yep. Call, call back, back to Jay. As so, Jay. Yep. In the hallway, Brandon mentions the legacy key to Steve because he's, mm-hmm. of course, heard of this key sure. from Steve. Yeah, from Steve. And basically accuses Steve of being the one who broke in. Boy, and let me tell you what. Steve is like, how dare you, sir? <laughs> how dare you besmirch my honor and suggest that I would ever? Like, you know, pump the brakes there, mullet. You're a... Uh... <laughs> When does the mullet leave? Sometimes I just want to take a razor and just go. I know. Right in the I know. back. I, on this last time I was watching it on my phone, and I just took my finger and I put it over the mullet part. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, he looks like a normal person. And then you take it away. No, <laughs> he doesn't. He looks like a Muppet. It's, he needs to get rid of it. Yeah. I don't um, know. To answer your question, I don't know how long it lasts. Okay. We'll see. Brandon wants Steve to hand over the guy who offered him the key. But Steve says no. He won't do it. He's not going to do it. He's got principles, baby. In Miss Teasley's office, I wrote new hairdo. Is it Miss Teasley has a new hairdo? Somebody has I, a new hairdo. I think she does. I yeah. think she does, yeah. Well, it looks good. Yeah, she looks nice. Dylan is meeting with Miss Teasley, and she tells him the board has denied his appeal. The proctor doesn't remember anyone coming in late, and for some reason he didn't sign in or something. Yeah, yeah. It's all stupid. It's... This whole thing is stupid. Yes. You know, the only the, the that the fact that he didn't sign into the test is the only reason why I think that they have any sort of leg to stand on. But he walked in and was like, hey, is yeah. the test started? Like yeah. he was at the table. Why didn't he sign yeah. in right there? I don't know. Does, ugh, I don't know. Doesn't make sense. But the fact that he didn't, I feel like is the only th- is the only reason why they can like push this as far as they do, because I think if he would have signed in, I really think they would have had to just go for it. But. Yeah, it's very frustrating. Yeah. So she says he can take it again or he can battle it out in court. And he leaves very upset. 
there at her and at the whole situation. In the hallway, Kelly tries to talk to Brenda and blames Dylan for the whole thing, says that she wanted to tell Brenda. Um, Kelly takes a dig at Rick as well right here. And then as they're arguing, oh, no, she says, oh, Brenda says, at least I wasn't his second choice. And she says, neither was I. And Brenda's like, well, what does that mean? Yeah. And then Dylan walks yeah. by in a huff, doesn't talk to anyone. No. And he says he's he's going away. He's going to be anywhere Bye, but Betty. There. Bye, Veronica. I'm going away. <laughs> At the Walsh home, another phone call from Dottie to say that Jim is running late. Yep. Then we go to the office. Dottie's taking care of everything. She's on it for the next day. She's got everything yep. done. And then she says that the agency is going to call him about making her full time because she's like a temp at the moment. And he's like, yeah, that's great. And then then we get this like fantasy of her unzipping her skirt and getting on his desk and like like flirting with him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's one of those zip skirts. (laughs) This is the funny thing about it, because I was pretty sure, like right from the start, I kind of thought this is a fantasy. This is a gym fantasy that we're seeing right now (laughs) because she's very, like, very low cut sweater, you know, like black leather skirt with a zip up the side and everything. And so I was kind of surprised when when we pull back from the reveal that it is a fantasy, that that is actually what she was wearing. Like, I thought she was going to be wearing something different. But no, (laughs) that's that's real. That part's real. (laughs) That part was real. And then when we when he like snaps out of this fantasy, he's like. Uh, yeah, I'll sleep with you. Sleep on it. I'll sleep on yeah. it. <laughs> Again, his delivery was on point for all of this stuff in this James X house. I feel like really nailed all these like gym scenes. And yeah. that was really funny. <laughs> and then he calls Cindy to be like, I'm coming home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> fine. <laughs> uh, at Kelly's house, David and Kelly are talking about, you know, the whole situation with her and Brenda. Kelly calls Dylan, but he doesn't pick up. He just like listens to the answering machine. He's in his he's in his going places outfit. Yeah. He's in his denim, yes. yeah. all denim. I'm getting out of town outfit, and he leaves the house without uh, answering the phone. Mm-hmm. At the Walsh house, Jim and Rick are talking about business stuff. Rick is over for dinner, and they're just talking talking shop. And Brenda's super bored in in between mm-hmm. them. Jim offers him a tour of the office. He's super excited about that. And uh, Jim is just like tickled by by Rick. It's so funny. Oh, sure. This yeah. whole this whole scene. Yeah. The next scene is at school. Steve is going to meet with the janitor again. And when he comes in, he like hits the light. <laughs> He's yeah. so angry. He Arr. tries to offer the janitor another 100, but another uh, hundo. Yeah. but it's not enough this time. I mean, listen, in the janitor's defense. <laughs> they are they were, offering much more than 100. They're offering 250. So. Yeah. It seems like, how about 100? Will that do it? <laughs> but he's it already given not. him 100. So. That's, I think he's given him a couple hundo at yeah. this point. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that little scene. Back mm-hmm. at the Walsh home. Rick comes back downstairs and says something about saying, was he upstairs and Jim was playing his keyboard and they were just singing together? Oh, yes. Because that, I wish we had seen that because that would be hilarious. That in the novelization, that is a whole, the, the, the Brenda 
Jim Rick scene is a whole extended thing with them going up and singing on the piano for a really long time. Uh, it's really funny. And I was, I was sad that that scene was not like represented in the, uh, we only see like the aftermath of it, but I do think in the episode, and maybe I'm confusing the novelization, but it comes out that Rick's father worked, it was like a designer at the company that made Jim's keyboard. Oh, I think they I do think, say that. I think they say it, but it's a lot more in the novelization. I think they, yeah, yeah so, I think they do mention. So they're that. like, "Come up and see my keyboard," but we okay. didn't get to see it. That makes we more didn't get sense. To see getting... them singing "Great Balls of Fire" together, I and I will. That, that I will is a like, shame. That is a maybe shame. Dean King can't carry a tune. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. I don't know. He doesn't do any singing on Superman. I don't think he does. No, okay. I don't think he does. Well. Probably in one of those movies where he rescues a dog or a dog rescues him or he marries a woman who has a dog and the dog doesn't like him or he marries a dog who is actually a woman. Oh, wow. I, I, yeah. All, all sorts of things happen with Dean Cain and dogs in movies, but they're all heartwarming. Well, he, he's got he knows his shtick. So he tries to start kissing Brenda, but then she pulls away and she's like, look. I don't think this is going to work something, anymore. Something has changed between us. <laughs> she says they have nothing in common, that she's yeah, not ready to date. Um, he is adamant that she is the one. And yeah. he and she's like, listen, you're talking about marriage. This is where I'm like, oh, I guess he wasn't kidding about the marriage yeah. and five kids thing. He's legit. Yep. She, he, Brenda earlier was like, how many kids? <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's convinced that she's the one. She yeah. says it has nothing to do with Dylan, but then he's, he's like, mad. are you sure? And yeah. she's she seems unsure about that. And he says, well, don't lose my number because I'm not going to lose yours. And he and leaves all sad. As far as we know, he never loses her number. I am kind of sad they didn't revisit this. And I have to sort of wonder if they might have circled back around to doing something with this had not Lois and Clark mm. popped right up. You know, because it it feels a little ruining everything. They just put so much into it, I feel like, and made such a big deal about this like destiny between the two of them. I kind of wonder if maybe we would have seen that revisited, but you know, he's got to pal around with Terry Hatcher. Give him time. Yeah. Uh, At the Peach Pit, Dylan and Brandon are talking about the SATs. He wants to thank Brandon for all of his help getting him the art. He says that Brandon's the only one who's been on his side, which is kind of true. And Dylan says he's going to take off for a while, like a yep. like a wild horse. Yep, he, like, he's oh, going to leave the I stable. See I see what you did there. Sure. <laughs> and um, Brandon is worried that he's going to be self-destructive. Yeah. Um, but he says, that's why I need to go. And they mm-hmm. have some hugs goodbye. And then the very yep. last scene is Brenda calling Dylan. But of course, he doesn't answer because he's not home. I love the Brandon-Dylan relationship. I do too. We, did, we didn't get a ton of it, but I just feel like they are so good together, and I buy that relationship just like so much that any time in these early days where we're really seeing it come out, I'm like, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. here for it. I love it. I like it. it. Yeah. Did you like the episode? I I'm glad that we moved along the the Kelly Dylan Brenda stuff. I mean, that it was I was waiting for the explosion, and it finally is here. Yeah. So yeah. for that, although yes, but is it is it? Because I think there's still more revelations. Oh, I think there's more, but I think at least yeah. it's like out there now. Like everyone yeah. knows. True. That, that stuff. Is I guess going I on. was I was ultimately a little disappointed with how that came to light because I I remember I said a few episodes back I really didn't remember like how it how it all came out. Um, I don't know. I was a little disappointed by it, 
and a little. a little, a little was. And I don't know. I thought some of the things in this episode were like really corny, like that speech with them at the planetarium. Yeah, I didn't I, like that scene. All the stuff with Dylan and Kelly, I thought was really clunky. Mm. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like it. And it makes sense. I think it does make sense. I don't think that's like a, I don't think that means it's like a poorly written episode. I just think that before they had this whole secret thing going and now it's not secret. And they're like, oh, we're on a date. Ah, what do we do? You know? Yeah. So I do think it makes sense. I wouldn't rate this episode particularly high though. Mm-hmm. That's all. That. What was your, what was your 90210 snap, Kendra? Probably when they uh, meet each yeah. other in the restaurant. Yeah. That's exactly what mine. Yes. The restaurant blowout was yep. the height of soap opera. Do you yes. like this storyline with Steve and Herbert and the break in and stuff? You I fan? don't. <laughs> I don't. No, I don't like it. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we'll we'll talk about it more in the next episode. I guess it's another one that I don't really remember how it resolves. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe there's more to come that will make it more interesting, but I guess it just seems to me like I don't know. I've never really understood like why Herbert w- was willing to do it in the first place. I guess just because he was intimidated by Steve is probably the most likely. Um, but I also feel like at the end of the day, nothing really happened and they're treating it like somebody like, you know, used a spoon to burrow out of Alcatraz. And I just don't really understand like the response. Honestly, so. can't they just look and see? Oh, Who's it was grades Steve's grades with? that were yeah. changed. Obviously yes. this was Steve. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. It just seems like there's a lot that's not really shaping up with it. But yeah. Oh well. All right. Well, let's move on to episode 14, Wild Horses. Okay. Our synopsis is frustrated with the prospect of retaking his SATs, coupled with the drama of the Kelly-Brenda triangle. Dylan hits the road only to have it hit back when his car breaks down near a ranch. Luckily, the lovely owner is only too happy to take him in. Back in Beverly Hills, David has a disastrous gig. Nikki runs into her toxic ex-boyfriend, and Steve tries to talk Herbert into taking the fall for the break-in. All right. Uh, Living in Beverly Hills this week, we have director Bobby Roth and writer Chris Brancato with Kenneth Biller. Uh, Recurring characters Jeff Doucette and Corey Tyler make their final appearances as the janitor and Herbert Little, which I think is surprising to me that we don't see either of those characters again Mm -hmm. after this episode, because I don't feel that either is really resolved, Mm -hmm. but you know, say la vie, I guess. Denise Dows and Dana Barron return as Miss Teasley and Nikki Witt. Did you recognize, okay. So Anne Beresford is the woman who owns the ranch where Dylan is marooned. Did you recognize this actress at all? I did not. Okay. Her name is Alice Crige. Um, I would say for me, uh, her most prominent role would be that of the Borg Queen in Star oh. Trek First Contact. Yes, she is the, okay. She's the Borg Queen in the film First Contact. She also reprises that role in the Star Trek Voyager finale Endgame and does voice work for the character of the Borg Queen in Star Trek Armada and Star Trek Experience, the Borg Invasion. Other notable roles include shows like Deadwood, the 4400, the OA, and Carnival Row. i got to watch Carnival Row. That it's got to be my next show. Well, now you'll know. Alice Crige will be right in there. Yep. Finally, we have David Arquette. David Arquette. <laughs> yes, as Dennis slash Diesel. Uh, he's a writer, producer, actor. He's I I don't even know. I I would say best known as Dewey in the Scream franchise. Do you think that's true? 
I would say that's, yeah, that's one okay. of his biggest. Um, I guess I probably have seen him most often in Muppet things, like Muppet from Space, and it's a very Merry Muppet Christmas movie. Uh, he voiced the character of Scully in the Disney series Jake and the Neverland Pirates and appeared in the film Eight-Legged Freaks. Oh, remember when we watched Eight-Legged Freaks? I do, Kendra. That's why I included it. In this, our, uh... our friend group, we have a... Uh... Every Halloween, we each pick a movie and yes. make everyone else watch it. And my husband, you're going picked... to make some enemies with this. <laughs> and my husband picked Eight Legged Freaks uh, one year, and we had to watch it. And I hate spiders. It was, uh, it was a rough time. It was yeah. a rough time. It was. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. Let's, let's get, get into, into it. Let's do third it. Of an episode. We start. <laughs> we started school. Steve is pushing around Andrea. He's been like her buddy through this whole wheelchair. You know what? Thing. I'm all for all of the I am too. couplings in this. I would like to see movement on this storyline that they've been teasing since. Was there Kiss season one? I think it was season one mm, where Steve sure. and Andrea kiss. It was a long time ago. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready to see this yeah. happen. Andrea says that the police are never going to figure it out. Mm-mm. Steve kind of plays dumb about the whole thing and the legacy key. Uh, like he, you know, doesn't know what that is or what it means. Brent- it's possible Steve is dumb. I'm <laughs> yeah. not sure. Possible. Brenda okay. says that no one's heard from Dylan in three days. So a couple days since he's left. Donna thinks that Kelly and Brenda are acting really juvenile because they're still fighting. And yeah. <laughs> Brenda says they're talking about going to uh, to hear David play at this place. Yeah. And Brenda says... If Kelly's there, then wild horses couldn't drive me there. <laughs> Cut to Dylan's car is broken down. This this episode, it's like the writers read a romance novel and we're just like, this yes. is this is gonna be the plot of this yes, of this exactly, episode. That's exactly what it feels Dylan's like. Dylan's car is broken down, like in the middle of nowhere, and then we see a woman riding a horse in like slow motion, and she comes over and she is instantly into him she is she yeah. just has well, to look at him look. for a second and she's like he's, yes he's wearing tight guest jeans a white t-shirt his hair is perfect he's Listen, covered in i motor don't oil. blame her i'm not blaming her for instantly being into him but she she's he's trying to fix like a flirty porsche convertible kendra <laughs> she's only human what do you what do you want from ann beresford so there but Every conversation they have is just drenched yeah. in drama and flirt. Oh, so yeah. anyway, so they're uh, they're talking and he asks if there's a phone nearby and she says there's one back at the ranch and for him to hop on. So he hops on the horse with her. Yep. And yep. Uh, takes her up to takes him up to the ranch. Yep. Use the phone. So fun. Back at school, Herbert and Steve are talking about they're home free. They're good to go. Yeah. yeah. Brandon, Brandon also says that the legacy key thing is dead and he apologizes to Steve and Steve's yeah. like, that's right. I want you to grovel. I really in response. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. You Again, to me. it's like in the previous episode, Steve could have been Steve could have been like, hey, I understand why you thought it. it's no big deal, you know, but instead he's like, yes, Brandon, let this be a lesson to you going forward in your life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nikki's Very back. Sweet. She wasn't in the last episode, but here she hey, is. Nikki. Here she is again. I feel like it's been a couple. Has it been a couple since we've seen her? I think it's been... I don't know. Okay. I can't remember. At least one. Welcome back. Yeah. Uh, And she makes a reference to Mel Gibson. Something about 
lacking Mel Steve Gibson says, or something. Steve says, when are you going to dump this guy and get a real man? And she says, oh, is Mel Gibson available? Oh, yeah. It's so funny to me that people are were like into Mel Gibson. Like yeah, I don't think I'm, I know, but I don't think I've ever found him that attractive. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, maybe that's just me. Everyone's going to David's showcase that night. Have you ever seen Bird on a Wire? No. This is very off topic. Bird on a Wire with Mel Gibson and Goldie Hawn. No. This was before we knew what we knew about Mel Gibson. Right, so yeah. I'm going to plead ignorance in my love of this movie. But <laughs> such a fun movie. Yeah. I love Bird. I would watch it right now. I would stop this podcast and watch Bird on a Wire right now. Mm. And you know what? He's a good looking man. A Bird on a Wire. That's all I'm going to say. Yes. Yeah. Mel Gibson is like in the witness protection program. And Goldie Hawn was like his girlfriend who thinks that he is dead. But mm. suddenly they're like thrown back together. And she's very mad at him. And they go and have shenanigans while they're being chased. So classic you know what movie. Hawn? You know what movie classic. I love that I can't watch anymore? Uh, Beyond the Sea mm. with Kevin Spacey. Can we just as a society agree to stop being sex monsters? <laughs> Let's just do that. Can we just do just that? Just do it. Can we just not be, think it's what that would easy. a sex monster do? And then don't do that thing. <laughs> anyway. Moving on. Uh, everyone's going to David's showcase. David is really worried because he hasn't, he called like the promotions guy. He hasn't seen his name on the promotions. Yeah. And Steve's like, it's fine. It, it's fine. But then he like quickly goes to call and he's like, hey, can I get my guy in the show tonight? Like he didn't even book him in the show. I know, it's crazy. He's doing a terrible job. He also sees the janitor uh, talking with someone else. and Enjoy it while it lasts. This is our last time seeing him. Well, I'm fine with not seeing the janitor anymore. Okay. Back at the ranch, Dylan is on the phone. He's not having any luck getting the parts for his car because it's a European car or whatever, and sure. they don't have the parts. So he has to wait. Welcome to the sticks, yeah. says Alice. <laughs> yeah. Is her name Alice or Anne? Oh. I wrote down Anne. It is Anne. Her real name okay. is Alice. Okay. Yeah, Anne. Um. So he's like, is there a place to stay around here? And of course, <laughs> she offers to let yes, him stay in the guest house. How does the master suite sound, baby? So what is this place? Is it a, I don't. it's not a hotel. It's like, a, no, it's just a personal. Yeah. It's just like a, a she like breeds know. horses. Yeah. Raise, okay. It's like a mansion. Yeah. Okay. It's like she has grounds, you know. She has grounds. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next scene is at the showcase. Nikki uh, is saying like wow there's a lot of industry people she can spot the industry people she can see them yep (laughs) david is really stressed out because he's going first and his stuff isn't set up right they were late getting there so he's really stressed out you know you know what i think david really needs what he needs a mic check he needs a mic check (laughs) he needs it check he needs to switch it up he actually does and he needs a mic check (laughs) mic check yeah, that mic check would have come if I he needed that mic check song this time around, though. He Let did. me tell you what he did. Kelly asks Brandon if he's heard from check. Dylan and he says check. no. <laughs> and Brandon says he's really worried about Brenda and Kelly. Yeah, uh, he's worried about what's going on with them. Yep. I feel like this is sort of presented like they're both acting inappropriately. And while like Brenda is going right for like the sensitive areas, you know what I mean? Like, she's yeah. like, this is what will hurt Kelly the most and going for it. I don't really have much sympathy for Kelly in this situation. You know, I, mm. it's hard to like, well, they're both wrong. It's like Kelly is Kelly wrong. Kelly is wrong. Yeah. And Brenda's not handling it well. It's not the, it's not, they're not equal, yeah. you know? Yeah. Kelly asks 
what else Brenda has said. And he says, well, I love you like a sister, but I also love my sister like a sister. Yeah, so I, like I can't that. can't yeah. tell you what she's been saying. The showcase starts and David's up first in his rap. I think this is the Switch It Up song from. Could be. I think it's the same because he says switch up. But anyway, but he also makes a Jedi reference. He says something about Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan, he does. And coincidentally, Steve is dressed like Han Solo for no reason at all. I wrote that down. Did you? I thought I wrote right here. Jedi lyrics and Steve is dressed like Han Solo. He is dressed. He's wearing a white shirt and a black vest. Yeah. So funny. Uh, So while, while David's doing this song, the sound completely messes up. Yeah. Feedback. Steve's like, I have a bad feeling about this. Doesn't sound good. Back on the ranch, they're they're. <laughs> that's like a thing you say. That's, that's like. I know. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, you know. Uh, Dylan is in the house with Anne, and she asks how he likes his coffee, and he says black coffee, and she's like, "Ooh, yeah, intense." <laughs> I can't believe Dylan is still wearing a shirt at this point. I know. <laughs> Dylan asks if she's alone there, and. Uh, where are you from? And they they have this like conver- this flirty conversation. Like, why? How old? Why do you want to know? How old are you? Well, why do you want to know? Mm-hmm. She thinks that he stole the car. That it's not yeah. actually his car. But you know what? It seems to be doing the trick for her as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> and she she's also like, thinks stole this car. She gives a read on him. She says that he's misunderstood and un- unappreciated, and he needs to be free. She could fix him. Yeah. Yep. Fix her upper. Back at the showcase, everyone is pretty bummed for David. And they say, like, we should just tell him the truth when he comes back out. But then as soon as he gets there, they all lie. And they're like, wow, that was amazing. That That sounded so good. You did not need to switch it up. It was perfect. (laughs) You know, props to David, though, because while all that nonsense was happening with the sound, he just kept right on rapping. Yeah, he did. Nothing will stop David from rapping. Yep. And I've tried and nothing will. So <laughs> David then fires Steve. He's had it with Steve. Very harsh with Steve. He does. If you ask yeah. me. He is. No one, literally no one in the world cares about David's career. It's like only <laughs> Steve. And it's like you can argue about how good Steve at is managing David's career. But keep in mind, Steve is the only one who cares at all. So I was kind of like. Oh, I feel like this is his first big mess up too. Yeah. And to be fair, he did get him on the bill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. It's yeah. not like he didn't. It's not like he failed. It's just the sound check issue. But. Yeah, this is where I wrote that Steve is dressed like Han Solo. You can really tell. Yeah, in this yeah. scene, who you call Scarface? The next band up, I forget their name. Trash something, garbage. What's oh, their name? Garbage truck, garbage. Yeah, something. I forget. It's classy. It's, it's classy. uh It's Nikki's ex boyfriend's band. Yeah. He's. It's David Arquette. I wrote, OMG, it's David Arquette. He's playing the guitar. Yes. (laughs) The most rock and roll instrument. Oh, my gosh. And Nikki is is locked on. Yes. She sees him, and she's just like, everybody else, get out of my face. Yep. There's Uh, a young David Arquette playing the guitar. Yeah, they're like staring each other down while while they're playing this song. Yes. After the show, she goes to, to talk to him. And he says that he wrote that song that they played for her and he wants to hang out. Um, she calls him Dennis, but he doesn't like to be called Dennis. He likes Mm-mm. to be called Diesel. Diesel. She introduces Brandon to Diesel and he calls him the Beeve, which I thought was funny. That is funny. 
and he looks more like Wally. If we're being honest, he looks more like <laughs> Wally Cleaver with that yeah. hair wall. Yeah, he does. Uh, impressive acting from Dana Barron. I think in this whole episode, she really has a lot of nuance with what she's doing. I think when she sees Diesel and she has this little scene with David Arquette, just the mooniness that she has, you can see what a like weird, toxic relationship this is. Yeah. I just think she nails the acting here. I think so, too. He Diesel makes a joke about David and how bad his set went, which yeah. Brandon takes offense <laughs> I know. to. Brandon's like, that's my best friend. Yeah. He calls him Axel, and Diesel's like, Axel is, what does he say? Axel Rose is a tool? A no, sellout? A sellout. Closer? That sounds Sorry. right. Um, So, yeah, so they, they do not hit it off. Brandon pulls Nikki mm. aside and is like, this guy's a loser. Like, let's let's not yep. hang out with him. Nikki wants to go hang out with him and the band at a party. Yeah. And Brandon's like, no. We, we, we got to be there for David, because... This yeah. is the episode in which Brandon cares about David. Yeah, he says they need to go to the Peach Pit and be there for David. Yeah. Uh, and he leaves Nikki there very angrily. He does. He really flies off the handle. In classic I don't Brandon think... style. Look, this is this is her ex. So I totally understand why Brandon's not like, yes, totally, let's go hang out with him. But it's also like a whole group of friends that she hasn't seen. I sort of feel like Brandon should have been like, yeah, let's pop by and then let's, you know, then we'll go see David or make some... He's just unwilling to do anything except yeah. for exactly. He's a little what he wants un- a little unreasonable. He is. At the Walsh house, Brandon and Brenda are talking about Nikki and everything that happened. And Brenda says that when he's jealous, he's so judgmental. Yeah. And she's and he's like, Well, so how about you and Kelly? Then? Yeah, I know. <laughs> is he jealous in every moment of the series leading up to now? Uh, but then he brings up Kelly and is like, uh, you're one to talk about being judgmental and jealous. This is where she says she's a you-know-what. Oh. Just say it, Brenda. I got to say, I've been riding high on this Brandon-Brenda dynamic. As you recall, uh, we were very like, this is not a brother-sister relationship in the early days. But I feel like this season in particular. They've hit their stride. They have. And it's usually when it's like a high. Either like this, they were both like wound up. And the other time in the college episode when they were fighting, I just think they've really found a good like mojo with the two of them there. And I, I'm really liking it. I agree. Brandon decides to call. Well, Brenda throws the phone at him to call Nikki. And mm-hmm. he does and finds out that she didn't come home. She told her aunt that she was staying at Donna's house. Donna's. A likely story. Mm-hmm. Back at the ranch, they are talking about horses, and she wants him to go riding with her. I Through the fields. hate this ranch story. <laughs> it's so weird. I hate it. Mostly because what do you think their age difference is? I don't know. I mean, she's 40 if she's a day, right? She's not that good looking, honestly, oh, in my opinion. Oh, oh, oh. Dylan is wow. better looking than her. Okay. But also, she, it's like a 40-year-old flirting with a 17-year-old. Yeah. It's... Well, he just turned 18. Okay. Sorry. He just turned 18. Sorry. So no one's going to jail, yeah. Jim. Okay? <laughs> it's just weird. It is weird. It's just weird. Okay, it's we'll go. Strange. We'll go back to the ranch in a second. The next, I get. I get why they had to. No, we're not. We're not moving. Okay, on this sorry, ranch sorry. <laughs> Stay with the ranch. I get why they felt like it needed to be something like romantic, but I really, I wish they would have focused more on like just the draw of the environment versus like him and her. I just, yeah. it seems very weird and out of place given 
what's just happened with like Brenda and Kelly like seconds ago. I just think it's very strange. Yeah. I don't get why he'd be into her no, at all. No, I don't either. I don't either. Okay. Back at school, David is dissing Steve on the air. <laughs> yeah. He's like, if you see Steve, don't hire him yeah. as your manager. He's like my manager who won't be named Steve Sanders. Kelly and Donna pass Brenda in the hall and have, you know, cold exchange. Steve tries to talk to David, but David won't let him in the booth. And then the janitor wants to talk to Steve. And he says, sorry, bud, I got a rat on you. This yeah. is, they've... They've grilled me. They're they're calling me in to grill me again. My pension's on the line. I'm giving you up. Yeah. Well, at least he had the courtesy to let him know. I get. I don't. I know. Why did he let him know? I don't know. Maybe he was hoping Steve would be like, "Here's ten thousand dollars. <laughs> Start a new life somewhere <laughs> far yep. from Your here." Your name is Mudge now. <laughs> Janitor Mudge. <laughs> Brandon, Nikki tries to talk to Brandon about what happened. He calls her a groupie. She says that she went to this party and had tequila and passed out. And that's why she did it. On the bathroom floor. On the bathroom floor. Not fun. No. She says it like it's an excuse, but it's kind of, it should be an embarrassing story. It is. Well, I think, no, I think she is embarrassed by it. I think she's. I think the point is she's saying nothing happened, like, with Diesel. But, yeah, it, she, she doesn't come out looking good. Yeah. Uh, and Brandon is just, he's super, super mad. Super mad. Yeah. Back at the ranch. Uh, They're out riding horses. Dylan is only wearing his tank top, wife beater, white tank top, and denim. There's so much denim. She's wearing all denim. He's wearing denim. Yeah. That's called a Texas tux- tuxedo, Kendra. <laughs> They get off the horses and, like, lay in the grass, and we get a little background on her. She was tossed out of boarding school for sleeping with the headmaster, and now she has this trust fund, and she she runs this ranch. She does not discriminate based on age is what we're learning. Yes, that's what we're learning. She says money makes it hard to trust people, Mm -hmm. and she says that she wants Dylan to stay and work on the ranch, and she'll pay pay him whatever he thinks is fair. Mm -hmm. And then they make out. They there, do. Right there in the grass. I also grass. wrote right here, how old is this woman? How old? She's so much older than him. <laughs> Back at school, Nikki apologizes to Donna. They're outside. There's like a, is there like a food truck at the school or something? There's some sort of oh, trailer there. It seem like it. They're outside and she's apologizing for not being there for, for David. And Diesel pulls up in his car, says they got a cool record car. deal. It's a cool car. I don't remember the car. Say. I don't remember. I don't pay attention to okay. cars. Okay. Sure, but sure. if you say so. They got a record deal from that showcase. And he wants Nikki to come and party. And he is like grabbing her arm a lot. She's like, no, I got to stay at school. And he's like, mm-hmm. no, like you're going to come with me. Yeah. Brandon tries to come up and help. But she's like, Brandon, I can handle this. It's fine. And he like drags her into the car. And Brandon is just kind of like. Bye. Whatever, bro. I, I don't think he should have let her go no. at all. I think no. that was a real mistake. Definitely not. I was surprised that he did. I was too. Later on at school, Brenda and Brandon are talking about how they've both been scorned by their lovers. And they say, at yes. least at least we have each other. It's another cute little Brenda, yeah. Brenda Brandon scene. Brother, sister. And Brenda and Kelly pass each other in the hall again and have another like stare down. Is this the real bad one? 
I don't know. Because okay, all right. Well, I'm going to tell you what Brenda said, but I don't think it happens yet. So, okay, I can't remember. All right. Back at the ranch, Dylan is working on his car, and Anne is inviting him to dinner mm-hmm. with someone. She says who it is, yeah, but I can't. I don't understand. I can't remember why she who it is. Invite him to this at all, but. I don't okay. understand who these people are that they have dinner with. Fren- like frenemies, it feels like. People that she doesn't like but socializes with. I don't know. I don't know either. Back at school, Steve wants Herbert to take the fall. He's like, yeah. listen, you're a freshman. I'm a senior. Yeah. You take the fall. It'll be fine. Yeah. And Herbert is like, you are the worst human you being. Are, you are scum. You are <laughs> mulleted ever met. scum. He says, I don't know how you can stand being you. Yeah. And he really Steve, is, out there. Steve is hurt by that, I think. He is. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. So back at the ranch, they're having this dinner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at, before when she invites him, she's like, I had... Jeeves or whatever his name is, lay out a shirt for you, you know, and and, uh, they have a whole thing. She's like, wear whatever you want. It doesn't matter. So in this, Dylan is wearing a full out Wyatt Earp shirt (laughs) that has like a bib front that button two sets of buttons like on either side of his chest. Did you notice this? I didn't. He looked like a Wild West stuntman at Dolly Parton's (laughs) Dixie Stampede. It was terrible. So they're having dinner with this like very rich couple. Again, yes. I don't know who they are. And he, the man, wants to buy Shadowcaster. I didn't mention Shadowcaster earlier, but it was the horse that Dylan, oh, that's right. the horse that yeah. Dylan was riding. She mm-hmm. talked about how it's like her favorite horse. She loves this yeah. horse. Yes, a lot has been made about Shadowcaster. When Dylan's working on the car, uh, somebody's like that. Uh, you know that horse you want is worth more than this car. And Dylan's like, oh, I don't think so. And he's like, the horse is priceless. Yeah. So a lot has the been made about the best horse ever. That Shadowcaster is the the be all end all of horses. Yeah. Um, he wants to buy him for six hundred thousand. She says no, and then mm-hmm. she just he keeps up in the price. Keeps and going. Finally, part of she, the deal. He's like a million three, and she's like sold. Yeah. She sells the horse. Dylan is very disappointed. He is very disappointed. While it's going on, he's like, don't do this. Like, mm-hmm. you don't need. But yeah, she does it. They compromise at a million three. Yeah. A million. That's that's a that's a good. It's a chunk of change. Yeah. <laughs> it's a chunk of change. Certainly. Good, you could buy lots of horses of money. for that, I would say. Next scene is at the Peach Pit. I just wrote payphone. Yeah. Remember, we've talked about how randomly they make calls on the payphone. And oh, like, yeah. Nat- Nat's like calling his attorney on the payphone outside of the men's room in the peach pit. But yeah, Brandon was just like, why do customers always call us on the payphone? Oh, yeah. Then he walks over and answers it. And I'm like, I don't know. Are you putting that to the fans? Because I don't know. <laughs> Donna is upset at Kelly and Brenda still for how they're acting. Donna yeah. says that Brenda started it because she said that Dylan could date whoever he wants. Yeah. But it- Kelly was also very insensitive, so they're they're both at fault here, and they need to talk it out and, you know, work it out. Yeah. This is the blow-up. Brenda, Kelly says something about, like, Brenda sitting there with her arms crossed, and, and she says, better than legs to uncross, which I was like, <gasps> She did? She did, and I was like, yikes. I did not hear that. Earlier, you said that Kelly was a you-know-what. Like, you couldn't even say that, but he, I thought that, I was like, I feel like censors must have missed that because, yeah. <laughs> like, I was really shocked. Well, I missed it, it, so. She sure did say it. 
Brandon comes over to say that on the photo is Nikki's aunt looking for Nikki. So I guess she still doesn't come home. So Brandon, warn, Brandon goes to over warn. to Diesel's. But that this is a key part. Trying the aunt is trying to get a hold of Nikki because the parents have been calling saying Diesel's oh, gonna be down yes, to warn and he's her. abusive and she needs to stay away from him and they can't find her anywhere. So yes. suddenly Brandon's like, Holy crap, like what have I done? I don't know how he couldn't tell that from the way yeah. he was dragging her into the car. But yeah. anyway, he goes over to Diesel's. I don't know how he knows where Diesel is. Yeah, he figures it out. I don't know. Um so Diesel comes in with a girl. Nikki was waiting there he had like gone out for cigarettes two hours ago and comes back with this girl nikki tries to leave and he hits her across the face yeah then brandon comes in looking for nikki and you know gets nikki out of there and then brandon coaxes diesel into a fight it's a i should have written all this down because uh he keeps keeps calling him weasel he he called him weasel yeah it's yeah he's like he asks if he if he hits if he tries to hit guys or just like little girls is his thing and uh, Diesel's like well hey you want to take a take a whack at me and Brandon's like well I got nothing to prove but you know if you want to take a poke let's do it you know and then and, he calls you know, him Dennis and that's yeah the he's last like let's do it Dennis straw. and David it's Arquette's funny that like, Dennis no is like a dorky me. name because my dad's name is Dennis and I've never really thought of it as like a dorky name before uh-huh i don't know uh-huh but anyway. with respect uh it is okay, okay. that's a, that's a well-known fact <laughs> <laughs> all right the walsh house uh is where brandon brings nikki and they she's get he's uh getting some ice for her face because her face is bruised now from getting hit she tells him that diesel is the reason she moved she moved to get away from him and from that whole situation um, and then she starts like being like, oh, he's really a great guy. And then she catches herself and she's like, wow, he hits me and I'm still mm-hmm. making excuses mm-hmm. for him. Yep. Very real. I think all that was I think all that stuff was really well mm-hmm. handled. Yeah, I think that's what I mean. A lot of it is in her acting. But even the dialogue there, I think, really, you know, is showing abusive relationships and how they can take hold. So, yeah, I, I thought it was well done. Yeah. Cindy comes in and says that she can stay as long as she wants. Um Nikki says that she's going to see her family for Thanksgiving, and Brandon mm-hmm. says that he will be there waiting when she gets back. When she gets back. Kelly comes over to see Brenda and goes up to her room, and they have an all is forgiven moment. Brenda was on the phone with David trying to get a hold of Kelly, so yes. they both had the same thing. They both wanted to talk to each other. I'm sure that this is what that you were referring to yes. earlier, but this is the moment. This is where you have to say, listen, remember how Dylan said he was with someone over the summer? It was me. Yeah. After this, it's like you're just betraying her again by not telling her. Yeah, you doubled down. Yeah. Yeah. Now that this much is out, it's insane for Kelly to pass up this opportunity. Honestly, I can't believe at the restaurant she didn't. She wasn't like, wait a minute. Is it you two who were together over the summer? Yeah. I just think it's just. I don't think that that would ever cross Brenda's mind. But then, no, because she was suspicious of it when she was leaving for Paris, remember? Yeah. Kelly and Dylan are, like, walking away, and Brenda's like, oh, no. Yeah. So, yeah, she really should have figured it out. I think but she should have, but. I think that this is, the like, the one and only chance that she has to tell Kelly. I think this is the very best, or for Kelly to tell Brenda. Yeah. I think this is the very best, and she just passes it up. Yeah. And they make up. You know, they make up. So, yep. like, now that talk about this, they're going to have to reopen all these wounds. It's insane. Yep. And 
they they both say they haven't heard from Dylan. Yes. Speaking of Dylan, back at the ranch, he's hitting the road, Jack. He's had it. He has had enough. He's hitting the road, Mad Jack. No one sells Shadow <laughs> Caster. Caster. Okay. I went through so many different in my mind. Shadow Dancer. Shadow yeah. Man. So he tells man. her that he's really mad that she did that. That, um, And she says, nothing is irreplaceable when you have money. Yeah. And she's like, it's a game and I won. Yeah. You know? And he's like, well, you don't need more money. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He's very. And uh, she doesn't believe. He, he's like, guess what? I have a trust fund. I'm trust as rich fund, as you. Yep. And she, she doesn't really believe that. She but doesn't. he says that without being attached to anything, without the strings that attach you to other people, you might as well be dead inside. Mm. They share a kiss goodbye and he leaves. And then she sees Shadowcaster being put into a, a truck to yeah. be sold. And she gets pretty sad about it. She clearly has regrets. Yeah. You know, I looked it up. The actress is 12 years older than Luke Perry. Wow, that's less well, Luke than Perry I thought. Luke Perry is also playing six years younger than he actually is. So it is, I think it's meant to be about a 20-year gap. Mm. So. Mm. All right. Anywho. Last scene is at school. Everyone is friends again. Steve gives David a list of managers that he has called, he's sent David's tapes to. Yeah. He's like, he's going through this making amends to everyone thing. So yeah. he apologizes to Kelly for telling his friend about her, how she was in bed. Yeah. Then he goes to Brandon and shows him the legacy key and is like, hey, yep. guess what? I yeah. actually did have the key. Yeah. yeah. And he says that everyone overrated him. Like, yeah. he underestimated them and they overestimated him. Yeah. Then he apologizes to Andrea and she's like, oh, so that's why you've been so nice to me while I've been in the wheelchair. And he says, I've done a lot of bad things, but I've never needed a nice, a, a reason to be nice to you. Yeah. Which was nice. Yeah. Then he confesses to Mrs. Teasley. And she wants him to tell, she's like, you couldn't have done this. There's no yeah. way you did this. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, tell us who it was or you're expelled. And yeah. he won't give up Herbert. Which is a classy it move. Is, it is nice. Yeah. I mean, she says flat out, like, you know, it's the difference between graduating on time or not graduating at all. And, you know, I, I didn't want him to, to rat out Herbert. I did want him to roll over on the janitor, though. Right? Yes. I mean, definitely do that. I mean, that's this guy is like a, a predator. You know what I mean? Like, yes. But anyway, do he doesn't give up Herbert. And she's like, well, you're expelled. As of this moment, you're no longer a student at West Beverly. Sucks. So pretty intense. Pretty Sucks to be intense. Steve. <sighs> All right. But is this a police issue? I just keep coming <laughs> back to. Is there a reason for the cops to be involved? I don't. Because Steve tried to change his grade. I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. You know, I don't know. I'm not a district attorney, Kendra. I don't know. <laughs> Did you think this episode holds up? Uh, no. The ranch stuff is just so weird. <laughs> I just didn't yeah. enjoy it. No. So I full it's this is the real problem here because I full on hated the ranch stuff. Mm -hmm. I think that just like you said, it like it's it's just cribbed from some dime store romance novel and is just put on the script verbatim. It's like they were like, Oh, but, we need something for Dylan. Well, I've been reading but, this book. Yeah, what if we did this? <laughs> oh man, the deadline's really coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Can we copy and paste yet in 1992? <laughs> we gotta hurry. <laughs> uh, 
but seriously, if you could just excise that and just watch the rest of the episode, I think everything else is pretty strong. Yeah. You know, I think this stuff with uh, with Nikki and Diesel is good. I think it's nice that we get that payoff because Nikki was talking about her loser musician boyfriend who takes advantage of her in her first appearance. Yeah. And so to see that actually come out, I think is uh, weirdly like it's a it's a weirdly well thought out arc for a guest character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? So I got to give him props for that. But the boy. I feel like if I watched it again, I would be skipping every ranch scene. Oh uh, yeah, it was. I was tempted to it's skip. It's like the ranch it's now. like uh, in episode two of Star Wars, where you just want to skip all the Anakin and Padme on Naboo stuff. Oh my gosh, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> or the whole movie, if you want, you just no, skip no, 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 no. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. There's some good stuff. Off. Okay, we can't argue about this. There's That's some good true. stuff in that movie. If you want to hear us argue, you can go back to Nostalgia Me This, where we talked about. The prequels. Not me. Not I you. Not, the, not I you. Had no part in that. But me, Corbett, no and Christian, we we argued till we were blue in the face about the prequels. So I will say, at the time, I loved Attack of the Clones when it came out. When yeah. I saw it in theaters, I was like, I love this. And when I watched it more recently, I was like, This is a cartoon <laughs> that will never end. Okay. But, Whatever. But you're right. Yeah, Whatever. Neither here nor there. Nostalgia me that. Am I right? That's in the past. <laughs> uh, you're not a two snap. Obviously, I feel like it's gonna have to be the stuff with Diesel. Yes, yes, the big definitely. Fight. Yeah. So you know. Yep. Oh boy, what a roller coaster! What a roller! I'm glad we're we got to the end of this uh, thing with Steve, or not the yes. end, but you know, he's been caught. So we're moving yes, it forward. It's, it's been a not fun arc, just mostly because there's been. Nothing really happened to kick it off. There's been not much movement, but a lot of talk about it. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of nice that we're now going to deal with the aftermath. Because yeah. it seems like that's always what we were heading towards. But yeah. anyway, Kendra, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but outside of the Radio Meanwhile Network, I host the All the Book Show, the official podcast and radio show of the David A. Hell Public Library. You can find it at SoundCloud.com slash All the Books or anywhere you get your podcast. Did you know that? I've heard of it. Have you? Okay. I have, yeah. Uh, you can find me at my website, MissMusicBox.com, where I have all your craft needs. I've been making some masks lately. So if yeah. you're interested Topical. in a mask, I can make sure. masks. Uh, I've I've been making hats, masks, T-shirts, anything you could want, really. So and you do have some 90210 swag. I do. I just right? wore my 90210 shirt yesterday that has That's all of now. the... Uh, that has all the characters' names on it. But mm. I am going to make one that also that says all is forgiven. So Oh, you have to. Oh, yeah. You have to. Definitely. You need that. So, need yeah. That. So you can check me out there. And I'm Miss Musicbox91 on the social medias. Kendra, the notebook that I've been using since we started this podcast only has like two, like a page and a half left in it. And I'm going to have to switch <laughs> notebooks. So we're going to have to have some sort of, End we're going to have to era. dispose of it as you would like an American flag. We'll have to have a whole ceremony. Where you we don't dispose it. of it. You keep it forever. They like dip it in bronze or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or like put it in a, you know, put it in a shadow box, hang it on the wall. I like it. It's the it's a church of, at Auvers. It's a Vincent Van Gogh painting, and it was just like uh, somebody put it in with used books for the library book sale. And I was like, oh, I'll take that. I like it. Nice. But it's I, had a good life. I wanted to I wanted to find another one, and I couldn't find another one like it. But my wife got me a print of the painting. So. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. nice. All right. Well, hey, you know what, folks? You can join us as we continue our 902 and discussion next week with episode 315, The Kindness of Strangers. <laughs> and then <laughs> after that, it's a Christmas special. Hey. Who's not in a Christmas mood? You're in a Christmas mood, right, Kendra? Sure. Christmas in Feel July. Like Christmas? Do it. That sounds fun. <laughs>
Okay. All right, let's get well, out of here. Let's do it. 902, here we go. 